Hello and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design and analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And the cat is here. And the cat is, is Sliffo. Yes, he's Sliffo. It's appropriate that he's here this episode. <laughs> because of all the cats. We are going to be talking about a cat-themed game. Mm-hmm. Eventually, yeah. Before that, uh, how how's you, how's you guys doing? Wow, that was a, that was a good sentence <laughs> that I just Language. put together there. You can do it. Oof, doing real good. How's uh, how's your week's been? Not bad. I uh, I mentioned this like earlier. So I rearranged my streaming schedule. So I'm now post stream instead of pre stream mm-hmm. when we record these. And uh, I mentioned on there that I've been trying to rearrange my schedule to like get up extra early every morning so I can make things in the morning um, specifically like I'm working on uh, like reprogramming an old game of mine that I started like a while back and then had to abandon for various reasons mm-hmm. uh, so I've been getting up at 5.30 every morning and I hate getting up early but it's yeah. working out <clears throat> that's that's a noble goal I I used to sort of do that when I worked nights like I didn't. I didn't go into work until you know, one uh, thirty in the afternoon. So I always made sure that I woke up, you know, at like eight, and I just had all this time before work. It was great. But having to do that on a normal like non-night shift schedule uh, <laughs> sucks a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's. I just don't have after work. I do not have the brain power to do anything creative. Yeah. Like I'm just. I'm always exhausted. I just want to like sit in front of the TV and like not think about anything and yes. just like watch something brainless. Yes. So not a great time to do creative work. I feel so. You. It's like well, I used to get up early to write when I was in college. Maybe I can just do that again. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I can't do work in the mornings because I make excuses and <laughs> say I can do it later. Yep. But can you do it later? Like, are you capable of that sort of work in the evening? I panic work a lot during the night. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm I'm real good at like clutching stuff out at the last minute. Um, that's that's like how I'm getting getting through school again, um, which is bad. But hey, my grades are good, so oh, yeah. I, I somehow am making it work. If you can pull it off, then that's good. It's it'd be difficult. It's the thing is like with a creative thing like this that's just a thing I want to do for myself. Like there's no deadlines to keep me like motivated. Yeah. It's not like oh you absolutely have to have this part done by this date. It's because it's just my own project. So you know if I don't impose a regular work schedule on myself, then I just would just never do it. You know I really actually <laughs> I really need to like start doing more of that because I just I don't. I don't do, like, any personal work, um, like, in terms of, um, art and stuff, like, anymore at all. (laughs) I just, I just do the stuff that I have to do for school, and, um, it's not doing me any favors. But, man, when you, when you spend, like, all this time in Maya or whatever, uh, for homework, it's just, (laughs) you really don't want to spend any more time in Maya. Yeah, I think it's a little different when you're in school because at least like you usually get to pick like your own. Yeah. Even if even if it's an assignment, you get to do some kind of creative, like pick mm-hmm. what you're doing for the assignment and and work yeah. on it. And you spend a lot of time making stuff. Whereas this is like, I spend a lot of time like doing the things that my boss asks me to do. Some of which is creative and some of which isn't. 
Yeah. And like I'm like, well, but what if what if I wanted to do a thing that was <laughs> yeah. mine? It's yeah. I just feel like I'm <laughs> I'm not gonna have enough like really good work for my portfolio presentation whenever that is. And I don't want to um cry in front of the faculty at my school. Really <laughs> don't really don't wanna do that. <laughs> um, always a noble goal, not yeah, crying. So I, I mean, I will. I know I'm going to. I'm going to cry a lot, probably. Um, Is that just the yeah. sort of thing you do? I, I, don't, I don't know. It's just, it's so scary. I have a friend who, who just did portfolio last quarter, and he's like, he's like a real, real hard worker, like, you know, ex, ex, ex-marine, so he's like got the work ethic, and he's good at what he does, and he's like, man, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I was like, don't tell me that. <laughs> if you're struggling, oh gosh. I'm what hope do the rest time. of us have? Exactly. That's but you know what? I'll cross that bridge uh when I get there. So what you should do is for every game we play on the podcast, you should do one piece of artwork somehow inspired by that game. And that way it the podcast will keep you motivated to, to make stuff. That's not a bad idea actually. I um Maybe I could do some cool pixel art with our next game. I actually uh, have a guy in one of my classes. It's like it's a concept art illustration class, and he's like, I think I'm gonna like, can I do pixel art? And our teacher's like, Yeah, sure, why not? So I'm looking forward to see what he turns out. But yeah, that's not a bad idea. <coughs> Carl, how have you been? Yeah, I've been doing really great, actually. Awesome. I've been having not that much to do for school. And I'm just having a lot, of, a lot of spare times, and I've been doing a lot of fun stuff. <laughs> Hustling a lot of cats? Hustling mm-hmm. some cats, at least. <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely. I guess, speaking of cats... Speaking go of and... hustling cats. Yeah, might as well... <laughs> Let's talk about hustle cats. Might as well just do that real good segue there. <laughs> <laughs> It's there. Grab it. Grab it while it's there. Yes, totally. Um, yeah, so Hustle Cat is the game that we played the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I often make this disclaimer um, at the beginning of the podcast, but I'm going to make it again in particular for this one. Um, a lot of the games we play are better... Like, we, we always spoil the games that we talk about on this podcast, and we are going to spoil Hustle Cat. And uh, when we started playing Hustle Cat none of us kind of knew exactly what it was, and I think our experiences were the better for that. Totally. So I would say, yeah, I would say if you are listening to this podcast and you like dating sims or you like visual novels in any way, like, you know, pause the podcast, go play Hustle Cat, and then yes. come back and listen to it afterwards. Go get because... all of the endings. Yep. And, yeah, we'll be here when you get back. I promise. Yep. It's worth it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's worth it to go into it um, without knowing that much about it. Uh, so, that said, spoilers start now. Um, Hustle Cat uh, is a game, it's a visual novel dating sim, where you are Avery Gray, um, gender ambiguous main character. You actually get to choose your which gender pronouns you would like to use and which very like androgynous picture you would like to use. So you can be whatever gender you want. I'm probably going to use he and him uh, in, when we talk about this most of the time because I mostly went as a male character, although I was sometimes a female character. 
Um, so you play as Avery Gray, who is this sort of slacker student type person who just moved to the city and is try- looking for a job and gets a job at a cat cafe where they meet a bunch of, uh, you know, a bunch of interesting co-workers um, and then discover, wink, yeah, wink. <laughs> they have a bunch of interesting co-workers. They discover that um, the the cat cafe is under a curse where if you are if you work there and you leave the cafe, you turn into a cat. Um, and so the rest of the story is about like trying to break this curse, and also the cafe is under surveillance slash attack by this rust witch who is trying to uh, kill the owner. Um, and so you have to fend off the rust witch. So the game is basically can basically be. Um, segmented into four parts, more or less. There's a there's a prologue at the very beginning where you're introduced to the character and the character, like, you know, their situ- who they are, what their situation is, the, you know, he's staying with uh, his aunt who... Or he's staying at his aunt's apartment, but she's away, so he's, like, by himself. Um, and you, you find out about the cafe and you get interviewed for the job and you get the job. That's the prologue. And then there's the little, like opening video sequence and then the post prologue is segment one is the section where you sort of flirt with the other people in the cafe and you kind of pick through your choices you designate who it is that you want to pursue and then part three the second part after the prologue is um, unique to whichever character you chose in the previous part so you basically learn more about that character and about what their backstory is and you like help them uh, discover their magic and um become a witch and you you know help them solve their problems and then part four the final part is the rust witch attacks the cafe and you have to you know use your power and whoever your partner is their power to to fend off the uh knocked is his name mm-hmm. the rust witch and as as you can see from when you if you watch the uh the like opening video which is available as the trailer on steam the game is like 95% cuteness and sparkles and 5% holy crap what the fuck. Yeah. Also <laughs> worth mentioning there's like a little a little tiny epilogue where it's like, "Oh, and we're living happily ever after in our cute relationship, you know." Yeah. So. There should totally be a higher percentage of what the fuck. <laughs> well, at least of dark what the fuck. There's some pretty cutesy what the fuck also. The whole game is what the fuck. <laughs> there's well, because there's this, there's a very like <clears throat> the um the opening theme has like this auto tune to hell and back like song, and you know like cute graphics and sparkles and you know like s- cakes with sprinkles on them and like you know cute cute intros of the people and the cats and then at the very end there's like an ominous chord and you see like a lamp post that like starts rusting from the bottom up mm-hmm. and then like the light goes out and like just that one segment is like a hint that like oh actually there's something kind of dark and creepy in this game and oh, I gotta yeah. say the first the first time I played it when I got to the segment where the rust witch attacks I was freaked the fuck out I was like really scared <laughs> because that guy seems really dangerous it loses its it loses its tension after you've beaten him like three or four times yeah. as you're going through the stories over and over. But <laughs> you know. the first time it was really scary. Mm-hmm. So I have a question because I didn't do all the path 
and didn't get all the endings. Mm. But is every path the same? Um, more or less. They do all involve um, beating the Rust Witch. Mm-hmm. Some of the, they involve leaving him alive in various states of having or not having his powers. Yeah. Um, the only like definitive he's gone for good one is the the secret ending that you unlock if you if you date all your coworkers you unlock dating your boss <laughs> and uh, if you date your boss then your boss takes care of him and turns him into a cat and he can't return. Yeah, that man that that um the graves ending is a little bit like a little bit feels going on there. Yeah, yeah, it is. We'll get to that. Yes. Um. So let's start with, uh, since it's the beginning, let's start with, like, expectations versus reality. <laughs> because we really didn't know a lot going into this. Yeah. Were you disappointed? <laughs> were you, was it better than you thought? What, <laughs> like, what were your reactions? It was, man, um, I'm, I'm not gonna say it was better or worse. So my expectation going into it was, because if you go on the website, like, they have all the portraits of the characters, and each character portrait has an accompanying cat so I assumed you know based on like the name and the fact that every person had an accompanying accompanying cat that um, each character had a cat and that you have a cat and that your cats would be like conspiring to to hook you up with their per- like I thought it was a game where like the cats are orchestrating the relationship somehow. Um, that would have been adorable, actually. And I, I, st- I still want to play that game. So yeah. maybe I'll just maybe I'll just make it. I don't know. Um, that's what I was expecting. I was not expecting, like, magic or curses and witches uh, and, you know, sort of kind of animagus cats, you know? Um, but I, I, I enjoyed what I got. And so someday I, I will... Can't... I kind of expected what I got. So <laughs> yeah, I you thought, thought everybody would be cats? I thought the cat, or rather the humans, I think, mm-hmm. were just a visual representation of the cats. Just oh. giving them human faces. Oh, like, um, like Hotful Boy... No, is it Hotful? Yeah, it's Hotful Boyfriend, where, where you can yep. check a box and it'll give you human portraits for all the birds. Right, That's that works. I... I didn't expect magic to that extent. That was a bit weird. Yeah, I I think I... Like, I knew it was a dating sim in a cat cafe, and I assumed that you would be dating, like, your co-workers in the cat cafe. And I, I was told that there was a supernatural element involved, but I guess I didn't think very hard about how that would come into it. Like, it didn't occur to me, like... <clears throat> to think like, well, what is supernatural about this? Um, and t- until like very early in the the prologue, you're like sitting there, um, like drinking coffee, and you like accidentally spill a bunch of creamer in it, and there's like a little Siamese cat in the cafe who gives you like a super dirty look, <laughs> and like the main character Avery goes like, well, what do cats know about coffee anyway? And I'm like. Is that cat secretly a person? Is this going to be a story about cats that are secretly people? <laughs> or like, is this cat the barista? Like, is is this cafe secretly run by cats? They just hide in the back and nobody like sees them 
you know, making coffees with their little paws. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, it was, uh, I don't know, I, it was unexpected, but, like, I was, I was very, like, charmed when I realized, you know, like, she's, uh, there's a bunch of cats that escape, and she goes after them, I'm like, oh, shoot, these are, these people are cats, aren't they? Like, this is, the, the co-workers, they're all cats, they're, everyone's a cat! I feel and really they were dumb, all cats. but I didn't, like, I didn't get clued into it. Until they actually made the reveal, I was like, "Holy shit! What? <laughs> They're cats!" Ugh! I kind of started assuming they were cats when he looked at, like, when the cat looked at you for shoving coffee, shoving sugar into your coffee, coffee. I, yeah, like I don't, I don't know. You, I didn't like know anything about the supernatural elements uh, until you mentioned it, Kyla, um, when when we recorded the last episode. So. I don't I don't know what I was expecting even um when I when the cats started behaving strangely. I was like, oh, I don't maybe they're just super smart. Maybe they're ghost ghosts or something. Oh <laughs> So yeah, that the reveal was actually a reveal for me. And my That's cat good. now is freaking out. Yep. Buddy. <laughs> um So I guess since since this is a dating sim and it's like a, a huge part of uh, of it, let's uh let's go through the characters one by one. Um, and talk about who they are. Cause, so we already kind of mentioned uh, Avery Gray is the main character. You, when, you cho- when you start the game, you have six portraits to choose from, um, ostensibly like three male and three female with different skin tones, but both of the pictures are so androgynous that really either of them could be any gender. Um, yeah. So it, it sort of becomes like three long-haired avatars and three short-haired avatars. And in the... Um... Like, the in-game art, like, the larger images that you get, they use the exact same body. They just change the hair and the skin tone. Yeah. Um, except in, like, maybe... I think there's, like, one case where they sort of... Like, if you choose female Avery, then they sort of give her hips, but not really. Yeah, like, maybe there's a curve of a breast in one shot, but it's a little hard to tell. Like, yeah, it's very gender-ambiguous characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, you can um, you can pick whichever pronouns you want to use... So you decide you decide if these are straight romances or gay romances or you know other romances. It's it's up to you. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's the main character. Um, the characters, your coworkers are um, Hayes, Landry, Finley, Mason, and Reese. Yes. So there's five of them: um, two girls, three boys. Uh, Hayes is the barista. He's like this blonde, like super anxious character who's just like very timid, um, and like has anxiety issues and things like that. And he turns into a Siamese. Um, uh, Landry is like handy, like like puttering around the house guy. Like he builds all of the like cat furniture at the cafe, um, and he has anger management issues. Apparently, um, you don't learn that unless you follow his storyline. Yeah. Uh, but that's like his his character trait, and he's like super tall, um, and he turns into a Maine Coon. Uh, Finley is, um, she's like the like super cheerful, um, like pop culture internet girl who like she she handles all the social media for the cafe, and she's always like taking pictures, and um, her cat form uh, Jelly Donut. Is a is an internet celebrity cat. 
Um, she she's a little calico. That was that was a cute touch. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty cute. Um, then Mason is the like. She's super sort of quiet and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Imposing. Imposing, maybe? definitely. She's very strong oh, and stoic, like, maybe. Stoic, yeah. There she we like go. doesn't say a lot. She's very stone faced, um, and she's the chef, and she's a very good cook. She makes all the pastries and things. Um, and then there's Reese, uh, who is the boss's apprentice. Um, who's like the only one who already knows it, like knows a lot about magic and witches uh, to start with. And he's uh, he's the Tsundere character, so he's like kind of mean and standoffish. But like if you tease him, he blushes super hard. Yep. Um, and he's like he's like pretty small and young, and he like you know he has kind of an attitude. Uh, and he he turns into the, the little bobtail cat. Oh, and Mason turns into a, an orange tabby. I oh, don't think you yeah. mentioned yeah. Mason, yeah, Mason. How do you guys remember this? <laughs> I have no idea what cats we, they are. Both of us played all the storylines, yes. so we've been through this a lot. <laughs> uh, and then finally, there's Graves. Graves is your boss. Um, he runs the cafe, and he's a goth. He he's, like yeah. he's he's like a witch who is like do very bad at hiding the fact that he's a witch because he does all kinds of witchy things he's like. He has a cat named Dracula, and he, like, wears, like, big fancy metal rings, and, like, he has different colored eyes, because of course he does. And, but it's to the point, like, where the other characters in the game make fun of him about it, um, because Reese, like, is, Reese's dad is friends with, uh, with Graves, and so, like, Reese knows that, like, Graves used to be in, a like, a goth band when he was in college called Spider Coven with an X. With an X! <laughs> it's great! Which, which leads to, like, one of my favorite dialogue exchanges in the game, which is, what? Goth How do you spell power. spider with an X? Yeah, goth willpower. Yep. <laughs> Love that line. And Graves, you learn in the Graves storyline that, uh... Graves is actually under his own curse, where he's, because uh, he seems, like, cryptic and mysterious, like, he doesn't really explain what's going on and why the cafe's cursed and stuff, uh, but you find out in his storyline that he can't, he's, like, literally under a curse that keeps him from using certain words, so it's very difficult for him to explain what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and also the curse, like, takes away his, uh, his, his natural magic, which is, uh, metal sculpting. Mm-hmm. So he has like the ability to just like control metal. He's a metal bender, like Basically. from Avatar. Yes. And we um, are, and Avery is a trash bender. Can we? Yeah. Can we so talk about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about the different magics. So every character, the way you like break the curse for the characters is they have to discover their own inner innate magic, and that like breaks the curse. So Avery actually never ends up turning into a cat, um, because they discover their magic like pretty early. Um, they discover like a secret book that's in the basement and start learning magic. And Avery is a yeah, is a trash mancer. <laughs> Which it's it's interesting because it's like, oh your magic will be unique to you and it's it's what you're really great at. It's your special talent. So like um Hayes like is a writer, so his his magic is done through, you know poetry, poetry and Avery not Avery, um Finley is 
really good at social Soft. media, so she so she uses hashtag. But you know, yeah, hashtag Avery, magic. Finley's is hilarious. Finley's is like the weirdest. I just I just can't reconcile like oh your magic is your your special talent. And it's trash. It's literal <laughs> garbage. Like that never felt right to me. But I can understand that. I guess you could spin it as like, oh, you're resourceful. Um, and sure. That's, that's sort of how I how I chose to interpret it. But I, it's not really yeah. as great as hashtag blocked, hashtag reported. Oh jeez. <laughs> Been like hashtag blocked. Yes. Um. Yeah, and so other people's magic is uh, Mason ends up with fire magic, Landry ends up with lightning magic, um, Reese's is sewing themed Which because is like awesome. yeah, his dad is like a famous fashion designer, and so his dad has like sketching based magic. So Reese spends a lot of his storyline like trying to do sketching magic and being really bad at it, and then discovers that his magic is actually sewing magic. I want that sweatshirt that he uh, that he repairs for Avery that. That you put it on and it's always the proper, like, most comfortable temperature for you in the yeah, sweater. I like, I want it. I want it so bad. Uh, and then we said Finley's is like the is the hashtag magic. Am I forgetting someone? Oh, we said Hayes is poetry magic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Landry's is uh, like when when he gets like really pissed off, he he uh, yeah he generates lightning, which was. Also a weird one. I don't know. And, but... Yeah, and Graves' is is, is um, metal magic, but has been taken from him. But so there seems to be, from from what I've gleaned from playing all the storylines, it seems like magic as a whole encompasses actually a lot of things. Like you can do specific spells and hexes and like turn people into cats and curses and like weird stuff like that. And then on top of that, you have like one some kind of like facet of magic that's generated from you that's like your thing and you can uh like even when like graves's magic is blocked he can still do certain spells like turning people into cats and reese even though he hasn't yet discovered like his true magic he can still like attempt this drawing magic and stuff mm -hmm. like that um but it's finding your true inner magic that unlo that breaks the cat curse. Yeah, it, throughout playing this, I sort of felt like the rules for magic were sort of ill-defined um, <laughs> in general. Um, and it didn't really bother me. That's just a thing that I noticed. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I like I like it when magic in, in media has, you know, very, very structured rules and you know how it behaves like it's a science. Um, mm -hmm. I, I used to, when, like, when I was younger, I tried attempted to write a lot of fantasy novels and stuff and uh one of the most fun things for me was like coming up with the rules and stuff um yeah i agree with that and there weren't a lot of rules which again yeah. didn't really bother me it's just like oh what's gonna happen next Who yeah knows? it's very uh in general a lot of this game is very sort of loose yeah. like it's uh you know I was gonna say it's a lot of the game is very amateur, which I think is also true. Like it feels somewhat unpolished in a lot of ways. Like the art is good but not fantastic, mm -hmm. um, and the writing is cute but not amazing. Yeah, um, the writing is really what the fuck. <laughs> I, but I'm I okay kind of it like it. It's so fast paced. It it really is. I through you, you like get a book and you're like this is magic. 
now you know magic. Now kill this guy with magic. Yeah, throughout throughout the playthroughs, I felt sort of two things that um, time was not well conveyed, which led to everything seeming like it happened really quickly, and in most of the the paths, um, it, it didn't really feel like there were any stakes. Um, I, it might it might just be because you're used to the Rust Witch after once or twice. It's it's less about the Rust Witch and more about like your interpersonal relationship with a person. Like there's oh, there's like not a lot of conflict in maybe like half of the characters' storylines. You know, um, like Hayes is like oh he's he's got anxiety and and then he discovers magic and everything's good. But let's see, which which was one that I liked? I liked um, Mason's. Like you sort Mason of have, was a good one. yeah. Like you yeah. sort of had like some tension with her, and there was you know an argument and sort of a falling out, and you reconciled, and it felt like it, it felt like there was some growth there for both of your for both characters for you know Avery and for Mason, and that made it a lot more compelling than I tried to do a poem and and it was <laughs> bad. Um, <laughs> So you know, yeah, yeah a lot of a lot of the writing was maybe not not top notch, but overall the game was endearing enough that I enjoyed it and I played through all of the endings. So like, I yeah. can't I can't fault it too much. Yeah, I have a I, question. It was... Sure. Do you guys think every replay of the game should be treated as a separate instance, or is it or is they all connected? I mean, I guess I'm not sure what you mean. It seems like it would be, like... I mean, can you... have some romantic problems if you're dating everybody at once. Yes, of course. But <laughs> can you have different rules of the curse and the magic in Finley's oh. than in Hayes, for example? That would be interesting. I don't know. I like... Maybe this is just, like, a leftover from having played Undertale and loving Undertale so much, but I like it when there's stories where playing... When there's a narrative where playing multiple storylines gives you, like, a different facet on the same narrative. Yeah, and that's... Uh, from from what I've seen of, like, visual novels, that's pretty common, is that you'll never get the whole story on one playthrough. Um, so, this at least... Yeah, this... This also did that, I guess. It's, uh, I'm, and I mean, it's... There's some stuff that, like, ideally, some of the storylines should give you information that colors some of the stuff about the other storylines. Which this didn't do a whole lot of. Like, the Graves one was kind of elucidating. Um, and I, I guess Reese's was a little bit, too. Yeah, but Graves, you still have to have played the others. Yeah, you have to have played all of them. Graves so. is the final boss. Yeah, as it were. Um, pun intended, I assume. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so in Graves' storyline, you find out that the Rust Witch that's been attacking you this whole time is Graves' old boyfriend, um, who's like just really upset that they broke up, basically. Yeah, he just he just has not gotten over it. I mean, literally upset enough to kill Graves over it. So, like, you know, not, like, cute kind of upset. Like, really scary kind of upset. Yeah. Um, Like, restraining order upset. Yeah. Uh, But it did kind of... uh, So part of the... 
there's an implied thing uh, at the end where um, when Graves curses Noct and turns him into a cat, uh, he implies that the curse will only break when like Noct finds somebody else to be in love with. Um, which makes me kind of want a sequel game where you like play as Noct, like trying to learn how to have a healthy relationship <laughs> as a cat. As a cat, you're trying yeah. trying to fall in love with someone while you're still a cat. Yeah, <laughs> sort of Beauty and the Beast story. You must learn like your own inner beauty in order to be restored to your outer form, right? Yeah, that made me that made me nervous that my cat is really a a human, like looking for love. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you looking, never know. I'm looking at him right now. He's he's staring at me. I mean, there were there were cats in the game that never turned out to be people. Like yeah. uh, the main character's cat, uh, Mochi, who was adorable. And I was really hoping we were going to get to learn more about Mochi, but yeah, we didn't. Yeah, I know. I I felt like that was a a sad missed opportunity. He was sort of one of those like ornery fluffball cats. Yep. And just kind of just kind of a jerk, but not enough of a jerk. I'm looking at my cat again because that's my cat is Mochi. We were talking about it. Um, do we want to go through like each of the characters' sort of storylines and what their backstories end up being? Yeah, might as well. Stories. Yeah. Uh, so who did? For the record, like I I did Haze first. I also did Haze first. I tried to do Mason, but I did Finley. <laughs> yeah. Were you? Did you end up being happy with that? It I mean, wasn't. It was weird. <laughs> and the second time I played it, I also tried for Mason and ended up with Finley. <laughs> oh no! That wasn't really great. What was What was the thing you were doing wrong? Well, I kind of wanted like be nice to everyone, but be more nice to the. <laughs> to one oh person. yeah, that's the that's that's the problem but, with dating Sims is that you can't be nice to everybody. You have to, like, tell them to fuck off. You don't have to be, like, super mean, but you gotta, you gotta really focus in on one person. Because they don't actually give you that many opportunities to choose, like, who you're gonna be with. It's, it's a matter of, like, three points or something like that. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you get, like, two in most people, then, like, you know, it's a, it's kind of a gamble who you end up with that third point for. I actually found a walkthrough that specifically lists like which dialogue options give you points. Yeah, I also I, uh, I we probably found the same one because there probably aren't a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of. So to those. get Mason, uh, the first thing that gives her a point, I assume that they don't actually list them here, but I assume you actually get a point for choosing particular cats in the uh, in the interview. I I maybe not um maybe we didn't look at the same one it because the guy that I said or the guy that I saw said that it only um it only has an effect if you choose the one that will get you the one that Graves turns into like a little tuxedo cat um and that that gives you points towards Graves because that interview is sort of the only interaction you have with him Ah, uh, um, yeah. I guess that makes sense. So, so that's like your op- your only opportunity to get grades. Yeah. So those are a lot of the answers. Either have no effect, or they point you towards graves. Okay. So this one says that the uh, the Mason route um, points come from. You seem really busy. Are you sure? Which is like when you're asking if you want her you want to help her out in the kitchen. Um, and then, 
do you want me to walk you home when she's about to leave and then uh, go to the corner store to get coffee instead of going to work yes. to get coffee in the morning? Those, I, are the, those are the only three things that give you... No, there's one more. I like strawberry. When she offers to, like, if you... Uh, she offers to make you donuts, if you say, I like strawberry instead of you don't have to, um, that's the other point for her. So there's four possible points that you can get towards Mason. What I did wrong was I didn't say strawberry because that was stupid. <laughs> also, I didn't go to the corner store because I thought going to the corner store to get coffee on my way to work to a cafe was stupid. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, but then you then you meet Mason because she's like hanging out at the corner store. Yeah, but I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's one enough. of those, I, like, sort of dumb decisions, because you have, in you know, on a first playthrough, you have no idea what the effect is going to be. Yeah. Um, and if you go if you go to work, you get points with, uh, with, with Hayes, Hayes, because Hayes, Hayes is, uh, one of his techniques for coping with his anxiety is that he turns into a cat and curls up with the other cats, which is adorable. <laughs> it was so cute. He's like, man, this cat, we just got him in, and he's real sad all the time, so I decided to cuddle with him. Like, there's a reason you're my wife who Hayes. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so let's go through each of the characters. So Hayes, uh, Hayes' story is about his anxiety. Um, you kind of, like, help calm him down and, like, you know, help him realize that, like, people are here for him and they're like not going to make fun of him or laugh at him and that it's like okay for him to want to be a cat and cuddle with other cats um there's an um, incredibly adorable sequence because uh, all the characters come back to your house at one point your apartment to um to learn magic um and then you fall asleep on the couch and some of them stay and some of them leave and Hayes tries to leave through the open window and then gets stuck in the tree, and you find oh. him the next morning, like, terrified and stuck in a tree. It's so cute, Hayes. Sweet baby. Also, um, since we both picked Hayes as our first, uh, as our first walkthrough, what, what, why did you pick Hayes? Um. Just out we... of curiosity. So... I, I actually there was no one that I particularly really wanted to pick was ah. the thing and like like I thought Landry was the most like physically attractive but um like until you actually get his storyline he has the least personality yeah like he's very like just a bland non-character he's just sort of vaguely he's nice very nice yeah he's just Mr. Yeah. Nice guy um and my other thought was uh, like I really liked Mason, um, but I wanted to romance a guy the first time through. If Mason had been a guy, I probably would have gone for Mason first. I think I did Mason second, so yeah. And I didn't like Reese at all, and he God. was like the only other guy. Yeah. So yeah, I actually like I actually liked both Mason and Finley a lot. Um, so if if either of them had been guys, I might have gone for them first because That's I wanted fair. to romance a guy first. That's fair. Um, but yeah, so I went. I, I think I went Hayes, and then Landry, and then Mason, and then Finley, and then Reese. I I think I did. I I also hated Reese. I think I got him out of the way pretty quickly because I was like, I just want to get this over with. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Do you remember what about the Reese ending? Hmm. 
you sort of travel around the world with him. Yeah, his, he ended stuff. up having really cool magic, so yeah, I, I liked his what they did with his so magic. His, yeah, his sewing-based magic involves he has a seam ripper that he can literally like rip open space-time and like teleport, like go through some kind of between dimension to get to other places. Which is really OP. Like, yeah. in comparison to everyone else's, I feel like. Especially in comparison to Avery's fucking trash magic. Jesus. Yeah. Well, um, to be fair, he's been studying magic. That is true. Since he was born. That is yeah. true. Maybe everyone so, else gets... Carl, you said you didn't end up getting all of them, so which ones did you get? I didn't do Landry, and I... Is that his name? Landry. Landry, okay. And I didn't do Hayes. Uh, okay, so you didn't do my first two. Um, okay, so yeah, so Hayes, so that's Hayes's route. Um, and then Hayes uh, like tries to write you love poetry, and um, like get, then gets anxious about it, and like the spell starts going horribly wrong, and he starts getting covered in static, which is also kind of creepy. Um, but then eventually, like you know, you calm him down, and he gets he's okay, and then he he ends up like you know making up a poem that um, seals away the, the Rust Witch's powers at the end of the story. Mm-hmm. And then, so Landry's route is, uh, it turns out that, like, he was um, cursed, like, a while back. He had, like, a he has a second curse in addition to the cat curse, um, where he, like, went to this bar, and there was, like, a kid, uh, like, a kid witch at the bar who had... Uh, he had some kind of... He was, like, basically like, using a glamour. Yeah, he had some kind of glamour on him to make him look older so that he could buy drinks at this bar, even though he was, like, 14 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, and Landry, like, was like, what the fuck is this kid doing at the bar? And, like, snapped the bartender out of the glamour and got the kid kicked out of the bar. So this kid was so angry that he cast a curse on Landry that whenever... Oh, no, so, so he attacked Landry. So, like, he and Landry fought. Like, Landry had a fight with this, like, 14-year-old kid, which, to be fair, he's not proud of. Yeah. Um, But Landry has some anger issues. Um, So the kid cursed him that whenever he gets angry, like, his chest starts to hurt, and if he would... The idea is, like, if he gets too angry, he'll die. Um, So Landry is sort of, like, forced to keep himself at, like, a, you know, mid-level, even even keel temperature kind of thing. Um, And so your story with him is about trying to find the witch who cursed him to, like, talk him into, like, getting Landry out of this curse. And it turns out the curse was just a prank anyway. Like, he's not going to die. It just gives him heartburn. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, I gave you a heartburn curse for, like, an hour. It wore off forever ago. Like, oh, <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. And uh, the the ending, and so, yeah, Landry, you find out, like, Landry gets, like, super upset at the kid and, like, spontaneously develops lightning magic. Um, and when you, uh, you do actually, the kid's name is Kaz, I think? Uh, that sounds right, yeah. And he, he has a, he's wearing a shirt that says Road Street, with street all in caps for some reason. <laughs> I like that, that, <laughs> like, I like that, despite the fact that this is a Western-made visual novel, they did try to commit to the, like, Japanese-English in places. <laughs> yeah, um, they and really roads, did. Like, Road Street, and what was Reese's dad's name? It was like, oh god, now I can't remember. Oh, no, the, the, the fashion line, you mean? Yeah, the fashion line. It's like 
boy luck. Bo- yeah, like boy that. luck. Oh. <laughs> which is, which is, super super Englishy, and I love it. And the 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 opening theme is kind of Englishy too, from what little you can actually make out of the lyrics under the auto tune. Yeah, actually, that was that was one thing that I um that I wanted to mention. I I appreciated the intro for how how strongly it committed to like this is an anime like it really felt like they were going for intro to an anime yeah Um, this is a completely like western company western people made this like this is not this is not actually a japanese game but they they threw in a lot of like anime jokes and references and stuff yeah it was cute anyway uh yeah so so you you meet kaz uh and you like you invite kaz to like come to the cafe periodically and get some free food and, like, talk things over. Uh, and Kaz actually ends up sort of saving you when the Rust Witch shows up. Um, he doesn't... You still have to beat him using Landry's powers, but um, Kaz fends him off for a while. Turns out Kaz has, like, music-based magic. Dubstep he's like some, magic! Yeah, he's like a dubstep, like, neon witch. Which is cool. I like I liked Kaz. I wish he would have been around more. You could have dated Kaz. Yeah. Uh, probably Maybe. that would get you in bad with Landry, though. Yeah. You could have uh, could have gotten more of his cool road street clothes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sweatshirt that I would steal from from my boyfriends. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to make a sweatshirt that says Road Street. Yes. It'll. <laughs> That's that's actually a really good idea. That'll be a joke that nobody will get, <laughs> but we yeah. will. Super deep cut, as mm-hmm. my friend Mike put it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So okay. So that's that's Landry. Um, oh, and you beat the Rust Witch using uh, like science um, in that route because it's it's all about um, whatever the scientific process is where you can use like water. And electricity to like separate metal from rust. Yeah, you have to like use like you pour sports drinks all over Landry, and like the electrolytes um, helped him be more conducive, I guess. Well, it's it's not actually the electrolytes; it's just that it's liquid. It's uh, the process is called electrolysis and electrolyzing. Um, so uh, Avery hears that and assumes that Landry means electrolytes, and oh. so gets him Gatorade. <laughs> There you go. But it works anyway, because it's still liquid. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So then, let's see. Uh, Finley. Finley is... Um, Finley's story... Donut. Yeah, Finley is Jelly Donut. She makes, like, internet cat videos where she balances a jelly donut on her head. <laughs> and that's made her internet famous. Um, and so... Her story is about, like, someone from the internet who, like... Because I guess she also, like, puts up pictures of herself as her human form or, or like, commentary from herself in her human form or something. Because um, she has some, like, creepy weird stalker online who, like, follows her around and harasses her. And so you, like, help her um, kind of figure out how to deal with him. And in the process, she discovers that, like, she can use hashtags in real life. So she blocks and reports him, which makes him like unable to do anything, and then makes the police show up and arrest him. Which is which is interesting because it it turns out that her powers aren't hashtag based. It's based on just like words that are significant to the person that they're using magic against. 
Um, which we find yeah, out they at don't, the end. Yeah, because they don't work against Noct because Noct has no fucking idea what hashtags are. Noct does not into just, the internet, yeah. Yeah, he's just a creepy older dude who has rust powers and, like, beats people up with a metal baseball bat. So is she she defeats him by using spider coven lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which are appropriately gothy, something about like willpower dissolving into blood or something and, like and that. And part of it's in French, I believe. <laughs> something yeah. something in French. Something something in French, as they say, literally verbatim. Um yeah, so so Finley's Finley's pretty cool, and she in her storyline you also play like your character plays a game within a game because like Finley introduces you to like a dating sim that oh, she's yeah. super into about boy bands or something. I thought it was about like boy ma- warrior mans or something like love blooming on the battlefield. I think was yeah post apocalyptic something or other. I thought it was like post apocalyptic boy bands, but it. It, yeah, maybe, it's some it's something. It's called like Blast Zone or something like that. Zone, maybe yeah. in the future, boy bands uh, are the military. Maybe they're our defense force. Or maybe maybe I've just made up that part because Blast Zone sounds like a boy band no, name, but it's, it's called Blast Zone, and Avery yeah. has a shirt with the logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's how like Finley gets super excited. It's like, oh man, you have a Blast Zone shirt, and you're like, oh uh, what? It's, I just thought this shirt looked cool. Um, yeah, Finley's Finley's super sweet and sort of excited, um, and she's very nice. She's uh, so Mason, yeah, very bubbly. Um, so Mason's route is uh, that she she like used to be kind of like a no good punk, and she lived with her grandparents, and she had like a falling out with them because when her grandmother died, like grandfather didn't really know how to deal with a teenager and so she sort of left and kind of got into trouble and was like hanging out with you know some bad people um and so she hasn't spoken to him in a long time but since she started working at the cafe she when she turns into a cat she like goes back and hangs out at his corner store and is just like a stray that like watches over him which is sort of sweet and sad Mm -hmm. and she's like too embarrassed to like tell him that, you know, she's, you know, gotten her life back together and that she's doing well and, like, she she thinks that he doesn't want to hear from her and he thinks that, like, you know, she she hates him and so you basically, like, patch up their relationship. Yeah, because they're, they're both too, like, stubborn, sort of, to do it themselves, so you have to basically manipulate them into reconciling. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and and uh, Mason teaches you how to cook as part of this because you're terrible at it. Yeah. Because you are a trash person. <laughs> you are. Yeah, you are. It's fair. Um, and then uh, Reese's route. I actually forget how Mason defeats the Rust Witch. Other than um, like she puts I... him in a headlock at one point. Yeah, she her fire like burns the rust off, which is I guess another another way of getting rid of rust is like heating, superheating it, oh. and then you can just knock the rust off. So that's mm-hmm. what she does is she, like she starts turning into rust, and then she just like kamehamehas with her fire powers and. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right, and so then the, then there is Reese, uh, and Reese. Uh, his storyline is sort of about like 
encouraging because he he kind of just is trying to follow in his father's footsteps and he's trying really hard to uh to do this like drawing magic but he's like never been very good at it and he's super jealous of you as like you know that you you're picking up magic really quickly um and that it seems sort of like your graves new apprentice and he's very you know he's very tsundere he's very like you know jealous and unhappy and and kind of like I don't need senpai to notice me. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so you sort of, you know, talk him into learning his own, you know, like s- stepping out of his father's shadow and like learning about his own magic and what he really wants to do, um, which ends up being sewing magic. Um, and he has like this seam ripper thing and he ends up ripping a giant hole in space time under the rust witch and sealing him in another dimension for a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. And then you, uh, yeah, then you talk him into like releasing the rust witch, just in case like you ever need to use that nether dimension to travel again. You don't want him like waiting there for you, but you like basically say like we'll let you out on the condition that you know you leave us alone and don't mm-hmm. come back, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then Graves's story, which if you so if you do all of those, you unlock Graves's story. Um, and in Graves's story. It's you basically have an illicit romance with your boss, and you learn that, which is kind of I felt like super uncomfortable and sketchy in that, like pursuing that path. But I wanted to know all the like story elements that were being revealed. Man, maybe uh, maybe I'm just weird and like I like I like older men in general. But I was like <laughs> I was like I couldn't wait I couldn't wait to romance <laughs> graves. <laughs> like I was into it. Yeah, well, it's just weird because like. Avery's supposed to be 19. Yeah. Um, and Graves is, like... Graves was in high school 19 years ago? Like... Yeah. Um, so, the... Uh, his story is a little bit about, like, he was... Uh, you know, how he got his, his magic taken away from him, and he's been trying to protect everyone in the cafe by, like, giving them this curse so that it would seem to, like, other witches who are looking at the cafe, like, um, Graves just had a bunch of familiars, because they were all cats, um, with the idea that, like, the curse would break once they started, like, really coming into their own magic, because then they would be able to defend themselves. Um, but, of course, Noct sees you hanging out with Graves, and gets super jealous, and, like, tries to, you know come in and reestablish his territory and finally like Graves just has to in all the other storylines Graves gets turned into a rust statue like there's a part where you come across like the guy's chasing you and you like come across Graves and Graves like challenges him um, and then you can either choose to try and stay and help or run away and if you stay and help, you get turned into a rust statue, bad and it's a end. super creepy bad ending. Uh, but if you if you run away, Graves gets turned into a rust statue. Mm-hmm. Um, Temporarily. Yeah, and you never actually see that happen in any of the storylines. Uh, but the implication, I, or at least what it seemed like to me from following the Graves route, was like when it comes down to it, like Graves isn't willing to hurt Noct because of the because of the relationship they had in the past. Yeah. And so he just sort of lets himself be turned into rust. Um, but in the in in the final ending where you are on his storyline, 
like he finally realizes that like he he can't just let this continue, and so he uh, he turns knocked into a cat with uh, like some contingencies on the curses. So like in order to uncurse himself as a cat, he has to like release them, release everyone he's rusted from the group. Um, he has to give Graves his magic back and like take away the like curse where he can't talk, and he has to leave the cafe, and he. The fourth one, he says, like, you will discover this condition on your own, but the implication is he has to find love again. <laughs> which is pretty harsh. Yeah, which is a bit a harsh. Condition, because, I don't know. Because he's a cat, so how yeah, is he supposed like, to do dating, that? Dating is real hard when you're a cat. You don't have thumbs, you can't be on Tinder. <laughs> Although, I mean, I think... Finley's doing fine. Finley, Finley, yeah, seemed to do okay typing with her cat nose and, like, her little cat paws. That is true. Uh, when she was a cat. Finley, by the way, I think is the cutest in cat form. Like, the Hayes' Siamese form is pretty cute, but, like, Finley's calico is adorable. I think Hayes is my favorite cat cat form. Yeah. I I, like I've always say. liked Siamese, though. I actually, um... I do, too. I, I almost got a Siamese when I, was, when I was very young, and we were at the uh, Humane Society looking at cats. There was, like, a, a year-old part Siamese cat, and I almost... Almost got it, and then my sister convinced me to get a, a kitten. So now I have Fliffo. So instead we have Fliffo. <laughs> instead we have Fliffo, which is fine. He talks about as much as a Siamese, apparently. I've heard they're very talkative. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So those are those are all the uh, the character paths in this game. Um, some of them are more satisfying than others. Yeah. Like like you were saying, like the thing about like. Mason's story and like getting her back together with her grandpa is like is is kind of satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't like Reese. I found Reese's route to be very counterintuitive um, because you basically get Reese by teasing him, and that like is never that's like a, not a natural way of flirting to me. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's interesting, <laughs> but. Who cares? Reese is... I don't... I, none of us like him. <laughs> so it's fine. It's whatever. Um, God, there was something I was going to say, and I forgot. It just has flown out of my head. Maybe it'll come back to me. About dating goth gentlemen? Oh, no. There was um, also, just as an aside, we mentioned Bad End, where, where you get turned into rust trying to help Graves. There is another Bad End. There is another Bad End, um, which has my favorite achievement name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can take your job and meow, 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 meow. Yeah, so Avery Avery gets hired and, like, is not aware of the of the curse because she didn't read the fine print. So the next day she starts turning into a cat. Like, she grows a whisker. Um, and she, like, storms into the place and everyone's like, dude, calm down. Like, it's okay. We're all We're all suffering through this. And you can either calm down or you can just quit quit your job and you turn into a cat. And be a cat forever. Yeah. And that's the end. That's that's the end. Um, yeah, and if you insist on quitting, like, you get two options to calm down. And if in both of them you stick to your guns and, like, refuse to quit, you just leave and never get cured. Yeah, and there's, like, a, a nice little scene of, like, you, you grow ears and paws instead of hands and um, fur and stuff, and, and then you're just a cat. Does it actually... I don't think it actually shows you as a full cat. Uh, that's yeah, you, don't actually get to, you don't actually get to see yourself as a cat. You never, in all the storylines, you never get to see Avery as a cat. Which, which is, is a bummer. A little disappointing, yeah. Finley is, like, super excited to see Avery's cat form. She keeps mm-hmm. bringing it up. Yeah. 
which I also was was disappointed about, to be honest. But that that sort of comes down to like the pacing and how everything seems like it happens really quickly. Like you take this yeah. book home and um, with with yeah, zero only, effort, you yeah. Learn the only magic. indication you get that like time is passing is like at the beginning of the segments. Like Avery says something in the dialogue, like it's been like this for days now. Yeah. You know, every day I come back and I read the book or so, you know, something like that. And uh like it's it's kind of unclear that like how much time has passed or that time is passing. Mhm. Um, and then there's another part later where it seems like where she says something like uh I've been so happy lately or something like that, which also seems to imply that like it's been a while since like she and whoever she's dating started dating. Mhm. Maybe, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. I think Reese's storyline references time. Does it? Or, uh, like, how long he's known magic. Oh, yeah, I think that's that's also... I sort of remember there being something about that, too. Um, where, it ta- where he, like, mentions how long he's been studying with Graves. I think, maybe, something like that. Who knows? Yeah, but we don't know like how long it's been since like the cafe opened and like yeah. since before Avery got there and stuff like that. So it's a bit it's a bit difficult. Mm-hmm. But eh, like a lot of this this game is kind of hand wavy of and just like just go with it. Yeah, just, this is we know this is weird. Just go with it. Yeah, and for the most part, I was I was pretty content to go with it, but sometimes uh, and the dialogue... there was some sort of niggling. The dialogue uh, hangs a lot of lampshades on stuff. Yeah. Like when the cat curse is revealed, Avery's like, "This is so stupid. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard." <laughs> what? What do you mean? There's a curse where people turn into cats. There's also um, I don't a, a cute like sort of recurring theme where you assume that Graves like has cursed you for malevolent reasons. Um, and all of his like spooky, spooky Halloweeny stuff. Like you go in the basement where you find the the magic book, and there's like a skeleton and crystals and like chains and stuff. <laughs> but he's just no, he's, he's just, just a, a friendly goth. he's just a friendly old goth. Yeah. <laughs> he's a friendly yeah. old goth who like buys you Chinese food and stuff. It's great. Yeah. Or um. Not, not Chinese food. Whatever Pad Thai is. Uh, oh yeah, um, Thai Thai, thai food. Thai food. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, you would think it's in the name. You know, that yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's whatever. Um. But yeah, so there's a lot of stuff about uh, Avery where, like, in addition to like being kind of a commentary on the silliness of the thing in general, like Avery is kind of like oblivious and flaky. <laughs> Super, super flaky, yeah. <laughs> and that that worked for me as a main character. In fact, like that was the reason that one of the reasons that like Mason was one of my favorite storylines is because that's the line in which like or that's the storyline in which um I feel like Avery is somewhat like just the most awkward and is super hilarious. <laughs> um, but I don't I don't know if that worked for everybody. I I really enjoyed like flaky awkward uh, Avery. It, see, it, I'm, it sort of I'm not halfway sure why. worked. Sorry, go Carl. I'm not sure Sorry. why, but I think uh, the Mason storyline feels like a different game, almost. 
It, it does <laughs> kind like of. Like, totally you know. different characters. I, I agree. I don't... Uh, I don't know. The way Avery was written, it, it was endearing at first, but then it just, it sort of felt like... Like it was kind of like a pandering character. Like we are writing this character as like a an awkward, oblivious, like sort of I don't what's the word I'm looking for? Humbler Denison? Yeah, like definitely like it definitely feels like it's written for Tumblr people. Like the whole <laughs> the whole game feels like it's written for Tumblr people. Um as, as sort of you know the kind of people who like as it's, I'm yeah, as so it's random, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, which I can, to, to the, I can to, deal with down that. to the level of like I'm trash and I know I'm trash. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I can I can deal with that as you know as a facet of a character. But when that's the entire character and you're playing through all these storylines, it it gets a little tedious, or it felt a little tedious uh, to me. Um, where it's just like Avery just fucking takes some goddamn responsibility for something like Jesus Christ. But then again, like maybe any personality would be tedious after you play them seven yeah. times. And I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm I'm sort of on the far side of nineteen now at this point. Like yeah. it's been a while since I've been nineteen, so I have less patience for that kind of thing. Um Yeah. I didn't yeah, I didn't hate thing. it. It was just a little bit like ah. Yeah. One thing I really hate about this game, and uh, <laughs> a lot of other dating sims, is mm. that uh, you, all the characters are so black and white, and yeah. they have like one trait that defines them. Yeah, they are. They are all very one note. Everything they do is based on that trait. Yeah, I, I agree with that. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting much else because that's kind of, as you say, like that's sort of a dating sim trope, mm -hmm. you know, like and and an and a very anime trope, and this is clearly trying to be a very anime game. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, other fun uh, Easter egg anime reference. Um, in the uh, in the interview Graves gives you, in the beginning of the game, where you like just have to answer a bunch of random questions. One of the questions he asks is, what marine animal best represents you? Uh, and you will notice that butterfly is listed as a marine animal on that list. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's because those are all the characters from Free, the swimming anime. Oh, I haven't, I haven't watched Free yet. I need to do yeah. that. Yeah, so all of the animals on that list are, are represent a character from Free, including the butterfly. Okay, that makes more because sense. Because he's, he's a guy who does the who butterfly does the butterfly, strike. yeah. Uh, uh, Free's been on my anyway. list to watch for a long time, but I feel like I'm gonna watch it and just like feel dirty because it's, it's so fan servicey. It's, it's super fan servicey. It's kind of like heartwarming sports film. Yeah. The the anime. I mean, it's 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 cute and silly and like there's it's very fluffy. There's not much to it. Yeah. Um, but it's enjoyable. I, I've uh, which it's a lot like this game. Generally. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Um, but yes, I, I definitely agree with, with you, Carl, that, like, it's, it's kind of like you, you get these archetypes so that you have a, so that you know who you're going to pick, basically, right? Because mm -hmm. you, you see a bunch of characters and you're like, ah, oh, yes, I'm definitely going to pick the shy one, or I'm definitely going to pick, like, the stoic one, or the tsundere character. 
which is just like that's just an anime thing like generally like there's always a set of archetype characters which is funny in because da- in dating sims normally there's you have these extreme characters mm-hmm. and you base your decisions towards that thing but in this game you sort of you just pick one <laughs> if you like you don't show your strength you go help that person yeah, I, I think that sort of comes down to the fact that, again, it, it sort of felt rushed in a lot of places, the writing, and I, I felt like there wasn't a lot to establish the characters um, yeah, initially. It's a, it's a pretty short game. Like, it is, yeah. As games like these go, like even the first time through, it only takes like an hour or maybe like two max to play the game. Mm-hmm. And that's when so. you're reading all the text and you're not skipping any of it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like I don't know. I, well, feel... I think that might be part of the fact that it's like a really low budget like indie <laughs> experience. I'm like, which, which is interesting because a lot of a lot of like times when I'm playing a a visual novel, I feel like <laughs> like vaguely disappointed because um, I, I feel like I was spoiled by playing Katawa Shoujo so long ago, <laughs> um, and like Katawa Shoujo was literally made for nothing like it was just made by a bunch of volunteers and it's one of the best visual novel dating sims just like in general yep. um so that's just like my sadness is that that i will never get to experience katawa shoujo fresh for the like for the first time again but yeah you know. i think you'd have to you would definitely have to step the writing up a level like up a notch if you wanted to do um more, you know, more nuanced sort yeah. of character stuff, but you would also have to take more time. Yeah. Like because it's it's rushed as it is, and if you also were trying to throw like shove in a bunch of additional character development, mm-hmm. it would be even more rushed. Yeah. So and you would have to like hugely extend the game, and then yeah. considering that there's not much conflict, that would make it probably drag and yeah. feel like start to feel tedious. Uh, yes. So I think of the things they could have done, I feel like. This is not terrible. No, not at all. Like I, I, I happily played all of the endings. You know, it didn't feel like a slog. Mm-hmm. Except I when... had fun with it at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fairly yeah, successful. I think. It's charming and and cute and like odd and and a little scary the first time. Mm-hmm. It is, however, a dating sim. And as much as I love visual novels, I hate dating sims. <laughs> that's fair. Because I, I just get into the mindset of, like, that's the person I'm going to date. I'm, and I'm, like, trying to conquer that person. Yeah, all yeah the- like, the, pe- the people become goals instead of people. Yeah. And that's just... That seems so weird. Yeah, and although I do like that the way you... Um, <clears throat> you sort of communicate like who your goal is is by like making the choice to spend more time with that person it's like hey this person seems interesting let me hang out with them some mm-hmm. uh, which I think there are definitely worse ways that you could have gone about like indicating who you want to to date yeah it, it's it's overall it's a pretty wholesome game so yes no Nothing, nothing uh, like higher rated than kissing. Yeah, it's so. it's it's not one of those dirty sims. Although, There's... although uh, 
knocked in the graves ending knocked does make a like a blowjob innuendo at one point. That is true. It's and there's there's no harem ending. Womp womp. No. Just just sitting upon your throne of cats that you kiss. <laughs> you know. <laughs> what a life. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Did we so did we do uh, it? <laughs> did we do yeah. it? Are we have we exhausted our I have nothing more. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it. It's a I cute think... game. Check it out. Like well at this point At this point at this point we've yeah. spoiled everything for you. It's But it's encourage ruined. your friends to check it check it out because uh <laughs> I kinda really want to go through now at like find some YouTube let's plays and watch people like to find out when they figure <laughs> out that it, everybody's cats. Yes. That would be pretty. That would be. I feel like that's just gonna be amusing. Like I just like part of me really wants to like gift a copy of this to Shanmo to see if he'll play it on stream. Uh, I think that's a great idea. (laughs) So yeah, you know, because I just, I just, I want to watch people like have the dawning realization that this is a game about dating cats. Ugh. I think that would I, be a fun time. Actually, also, that that's another thing. I, I know I was joking about it last time. Like, this is a game where you're going to have a romance with cats. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that I would be so right. <laughs> it was prescient. Like, I was, I was legit just joking. That was a dumb little off-the-cuff. It was, <laughs> it, was a, it was a farcical comment, and uh, it hit pretty close to home, I guess. Yep. Good, good job, me. Yeah. Hustle Cat. Hustle Cat. Definitely, definitely a good choice. Mm-hmm. In retrospect, I can see why the two people who recommended it on Twitter were the were the two people who recommended it on Twitter because they are both people I know who have sort of like like kind of weird surrealist offbeat stuff. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah. I mean, I'm actually making an assumption about one of them because uh, one of them was uh, one of the developers on Night in the Woods. So I don't actually know if he's into weird surrealist stuff, but oh. judging by everything I've seen from the night uh, a Night in the Woods, I assume he's into like weird are we, surrealist. Are we stuff. talking about Scott Benson? Um, it's whoever goes by Infinity Ammo on Twitter. Uh, I don't, I don't. Is that who that is? Hang on. Uh, uh, oh no, that's someone else. Okay, because um, Scott Scott Benson is uh, a bombs fall on Twitter, and uh, a few nights ago he tweeted the entirety of um, "Living on a Prayer," complete with lots and lots of emoji. And I was like, you know, that maybe maybe this would be the kind of game that he's into, but it was somebody else. Uh, Alec Holoka. Okay, yeah. The like. The the third person that I could not remember the name of. Or yeah, her, I think he, many people are working he's on the one game. who he's the one who worked on Aquaria, I think. As well. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, which is why I follow him because I'm like, I loved Aquaria, and also this new game you're making looks really cool, so let me follow you. I think I think I actually I don't follow him. I should do that because I follow Scott Benson and I follow um Bethany Hockenberry. That's the one that I'm missing. Anyway, this is this is a tangent. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. So Hustle Cat, awesome game. Yes. Uh, 
Go hustle shall some we, cats. Yeah, go hustle some cats. Uh, shall we talk about the next one? Yes. Do it. Yeah, so ne- for our next podcast, uh, we will be playing Hyperlight Drifter, which mm-hmm. is a, a an action sort of Zelda-style adventure game. Um, supposedly really, really hard. So, it is hard. Yeah. Yep, that's supposedly, what like, Dark heard. Souls level, like, difficult and, you know, requires a lot of sort of timing and pattern recognition and stuff like that. So we'll see how well we do in it and how far we get. Yeah, I, I've been um, told I'm going to do a, I'm going to have a bad time with it. So this is, this is, uh, this is looking forward to it. Yeah, so we'll see. It's, um, made by, uh, freaking, wow, now I've spaced out on the name of the company. Heart Machine? Heart, I was going to say it was Heart something, Heart Machine. Um, uh, of which one of the one of the main people who made it was my friend Teddy Deef, uh, who went to USC with me and was in the same year, so he's a classmate of mine. Cool. One of the Universal Happy Maker contingent, which nice. is what we call our our group of uh, sort of you know related game designers who all graduated around the same time. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm excited to try it. It's uh it it was a Kickstarter game. Um, just released like a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, people are people are really excited about it, and also complaining about how hard it is. Yep. <laughs> so uh, so we'll see. Yep. I'm I'm excited to try it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been. It's I didn't I didn't back it on Kickstarter, but I have sort of been following it since since then, sort I, of tangentially. I, I did back it on Kickstarter, yeah. so I think I'm gonna have like a gold sword and like a little gold companion thing Ooh. for like. Yeah, as my like special Kickstarter reward. Nice. <laughs> so we'll see. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, go play Hyperlight Drifter. Um, try not to cry, I guess, or you know, however you react to difficult games. <laughs> and if <laughs> you yell. if you did actually if you did actually play Hustle Cat before listening to this podcast, because you you know you, you, you followed the directions, the part you followed the directions in the beginning. <laughs> Uh, definitely, like, come to the forums and tell us what what the difference was between your expectations and reality. Because yeah. I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the forums are uh, pvpnetwork.formatic.com. You can find feedback force there, as well as like our streams and Sean Bo's streams and all the community stuff, right there in one place. Yes. What else? And uh, I guess, I guess uh, th- to continue plugging things, um, I am. At Kyla Go, Kyla underscore Go on Twitter, um, and you can follow me there to like, I don't know. I retweet some fun stuff sometimes, and also I tweet about like when my schedule changes for streaming and stuff are happening. So if you follow me there, you know that I uh, that I did my show this morning. And if you don't, you're in for a sad surprise when you try and <laughs> find me tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I, I guess I will talk about the things. I I am at Kelso Time Bomb on the Twitter. I uh, help run uh, the One of Us stream on Friday evenings, typically on the in the evenings. Um, that's still going. Still always looking for people to sign up. Uh, and if you want to sign up, let me know on Twitter. I'll I'll put you. I'll put you in the calendar. Let me let me. Here it's um, don't starve together. Yes. Apparently yes is what's going on. So it's like a collaborative fun time play. 
Uh, I believe if you are looking at getting in on that, you should tweet at um, rhetorical meow because I believe she's getting all of that put together. I don't. I just. I just host the stream. Like I don't. You know. Yeah. Um, so that's that's this coming Friday, and then next Friday, uh, Bout Tree Fitty is doing. I'm actually not sure what he's doing. He was talking at one point about streaming some Banner Saga, and sort of having it be like an interactive thing. Nice. So it could be that, or it could be something else. Who knows? Um, but that's what's coming up in the pipeline for one of us. That's all I got. And you can follow me at at Skug3 on Twitter. Yay! He doesn't stream yet. One of these days. You can do the European one of us stream. I could. You could. <laughs> it's a great idea. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. Thanks thanks for joining us and yeah. listening to us talk about cats. Yeah. We'll see you we a fun time. next in two weeks when we talk about Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah. And Gird your our, loins. Yeah. It's gonna be a, an adventure. <laughs> yes, it's gonna oh boy. It's gonna be a thing. Something's gonna happen. Yeah, thanks for gonna listening. Die. <laughs> I'm gonna oh yeah, a lot probably. I should keep track. I should keep track of how many times I die, but I I probably won't actually finish the game so it's sort of a moot point but i can still keep track of how many times i die it seems like the kind of game that keeps track for you i don't know if that's actually uh the case though no no we'll find out we will find out <laughs> all right see you guys in a couple weeks Bye-bye. bye bye everybody bye